Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. I think I've been as open as I can be and as honest as I can be. Is there anything that, any reason that that question is asked? Because that honestly, like, that that really shocked me. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Delighted to be talking about this great episode of Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Hello. I just feel like uh, we have to say we're recording this before the Super Bowl, so there won't be any Super Bowl like jokes or commentary because I, <laughs> I feel like we mention sports so often that it just is weird. Yeah, we don't know who wins, but I'm hoping for the Bengals. You are? I am a... Uh, like 21-ish day Joe Burrow fan. It's going great. <laughs> I love your honesty. It's a, I get it. It's an SEC connection. It means more. Yeah. Also, I did like him when LSU won. Like their video and everything was like so amazing. And I've been like playing Get the Gat for the past couple of years. Like I'm, I'm invested, but it hasn't okay. been true fandom till the last like 21 days. <laughs> well... That's great. Um, this is a message from the past is what we're trying to tell you. But 
We are here to talk about this dynamite episode of The Bachelor. Uh, so many things happened that I was just completely delighted by. Um, it was a great episode. It really was. I mean, Shanae is like in the rearview mirror, which is great. And we've got so much more Mara than I ever expected. That's, but just like, mm. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like great. But there's lots, lots of, a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. <laughs> lots to <laughs> discuss. Yeah. And Teddy, her big reveal to Clayton, which was incredibly uncomfortable. We'll talk about it. And Susie with her special one-on-one. I've got some questions. I got a lot of questions in general. Sarah Meltdown? Oh, the Sarah Meltdown? I almost forgot about that. That's a big part. So many tears. So many tears from Sarah. Yeah. I guess she really likes him. I've just... This this episode left me with many questions. Let's begin with the two-on-one with Shanae and Genevieve. Um, when it started, what did you think the outcome was going to be? Um, I mean, I thought for sure he was going to choose Genevieve because I was like, there's just no way that he can pick Shanae. Then I was totally... Like, Shanae's plan, I thought it was going to work because Clayton... Ten, I did too. Because he's a dummy. No, I think he's... I think he's not used to people lying to him. He kind of seems like he came out of like a like a, some kind of like underground bunker and hasn't been inter- interacting with people for a long time. He's just like not good at it unless it's like of like the purest emotions and intentions. He <laughs> cannot decipher real from fake at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you bring that up because it, I think in the scenes from last week when we were looking ahead to tonight's episode, they show Clayton saying to Genevieve and Shanae, one of you is lying to me. And then that didn't happen on the show. So, well, it happened. I think but sure, one of them lied, but he didn't say that to them straight up. No, but I I was thinking like, oh, so you think they use audio from a different time? No, I think they just edited it. I think they like used Yeah, but scenes. why would you not use that? It looked great. Know. It looked great in the preview. <laughs> Clayton Clayton just can't handle this kind of uh conflict. Like when he just like got up and and walked away, I I uh, was just laughing really hard. I also, for some reason, remember two-on-ones like where there was an actual date. Yes. There used to be like they would do an activity or something. There's yeah. very few activities on the show now. But also like this was just straight up like, all right, let's get into it. Let's want, You guys save yourselves. Tell me why I should save you. Like there was no... I love the two-on-ones where there's like the first awkward 30 minutes of them trying to not hate each other and like act mm-hmm. like it's totally normal for them all to be on a date together. Um, I like that little awkward moment and we didn't get it because it was just like them on a bench. I think my ideal two-on-one would be like a cooking class where they have to like do some kind of activity together and it's like, it's like pretending to like do domestic stuff. Or just like <laughs> pretending to do anything so that you're not just like sitting there in silence. Yeah, basically. It's so it was so awkward, but I I fell for it. I thought that Shanae was gonna win. I was, so I was I. surprised when she got sent home. Mostly because like her interviews to the camera, I was like, how could she be this confident? Confident and also like just obnoxious before the result came in. Like, did they give her obnoxious juice? I, I don't understand how someone can be like that. <laughs> um, well, she's been like that the whole time. So I'm not surpri- I'm not surprised by it at all. But I thought because she was just like totally fine making up and like making up stories and lying. And I don't feel like Genevieve really defended herself. Um, I do appreciate which Shanae's been 
mostly lucky that the women that she's targeted aren't doing the same back to her. Like mm-hmm. Genevieve could have been like, she is a psycho. She lied. I don't know why you got rid of Elizabeth or Sierra. Like there's a reason why drama's following her. Like Genevieve did not even mention Shanae. I thought she handled it really well. Because if I were Genevieve, I would be like, listen, I'm using my time to focus on us. She's using the time to focus on me. Like, who do, who do you think is the one who's not telling the truth here? Like, yeah. wasn't hard to see through. But Genevieve just crying because she's on the two-on-one the very beginning just shows you how warping this experience is. The fact that she's like losing her shit over it and like can't even talk to him because she's so emotional. I feel like intense. she's... I feel like this episode had a lot of people crying out of frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like Genevieve was probably crying because she was probably like, how the fuck am I on a two-on-one with Shanae? I have no clue what she's going to say. I'm sure she's going to lie and make up something and make me look terrible. She's already sent home two girls. So now my time ends and I didn't even do anything wrong. Right. I know. And I have to waste time with Shanae. Being in the car ride of Shanae alone would be horrible. Also, I was thinking like, now she probably doesn't get a one-on-one. Like that was her one-on-one. Right, that was it. Yeah, now she's going home soon. I thought the lowest moment of the of the two-on-one though was when <laughs> when Clayton said, Genevieve, are you an actress? Like, like <laughs> her reaction though scared me because I was like, oh no, what if she is an actress? Not that she was in acting like then, but didn't her reaction kind of give you like, uh-oh, I got caught? Yes. I I would not have known what to make of that. I, I guess her saying she was so shocked worked. But when he was like, are you an actress? and Are you lying to me? First of all, what a dumb thing to ask. Like, did they, I'm like, I know he's literally being paid to be on the show, but did they give him a bonus if he said something so, so stupid? Did you also think like, if she was, which she's not, but like, if she was, is she supposed to be like, yes. Yes, I'm an actress. <laughs> I, but her reaction to me... I was thinking like, I know Clayton's not good at reading things, but like, this is hard for me to read. Right. It was confu- It was confusing because she was like, uh, what? Uh, uh, I'm just shocked by this. I, I, uh, I just don't... Uh, like, I was like, say <laughs> something. What? What are you... Um, it was frustrating, but I'm happy that Clayton stepped away for the 900th time and <laughs> took some time to think about it and came back and made the right decision. Um, I thought it was pretty weird that Shanae told Genevieve what she did too. That like Shanae was just like, I told him and very directly bizarre. It was bizarre editing. No, I thought that maybe her plan was to get Genevieve upset. Mm. So to say that and then out of control. Yeah. And then for Genevieve to get mad and start like yelling at her. Right, right, right. Yeah. But Genevieve Genevieve handled it the best way possible and was like, I am not engaging in this. Yeah. It made me like Genevieve for sure. Yeah. Um, also, Shanae's insults were just like very mean when she's like, that little chihuahua has drowned. Like, what the hell? Shanae is like a, is a mean person. Like we already knew that, but like she continued to prove it. I was thinking about how, you know how a lot of the times they like bring back the villain for Paradise? I don't mm-hmm. think they can bring her back. I don't think so either. Because she she's was just like, knowingly lying, admitting she was lying, like was completely playing a game, was not taking it I don't, I don't think she was taking it seriously. Like, I just was thinking like, Cassidy can probably come back. You know what I mean? Like, yes, she she definitely. didn't she didn't lie. She was just not great. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Also, I think the ADHD, ADHD. Oh, like, I forgot insults, about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's any way to like bring her back after that. Yeah, it's really she, horrible. Yeah, she's done. 
yeah, like there's no no coming back from that. Also, I can't remember a time where like the women were literally like joyous. <laughs> I, Clayton said he heard them singing. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the, when 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 her suitcase got dragged out. Serene started crying. <laughs> I have never seen a group of women so happy for someone to go home, and that just also, made me think like we only saw a fraction of it. Yeah, it was probably yeah, horrid. It united the house, like everyone versus Shanae. Yeah. Also, the way that the the like production person came in uh, and stood in front of the took a beat in front of the luggage was completely ridiculous. So but, so dramatic, but it was great. Great pause, yeah, dramatic it pause. It worked. Yeah, we all noticed it, and it was it was like the you know the conclusion that we needed. So I, I honestly was shocked when he gave her the rose. He they must feed him lines because the way more so than other bachelors because the way he was like. The person who I'm giving the rose to today showed me the truth and like told me what was really going on. And then he turns to Shanae and says, Shanae, I can't find it in my heart to give you this rose. I was just like, that is cold. Clayton would never want to have that kind of conflict on his own. So they must be like, Clayton, you have to say this. And he just agreed to it. I have to imagine that Clayton had a little bit of a light bulb come on. And was like, oh my gosh, Shanae is that real problem. But Clayton's just not a mean person. So I feel like no. he wouldn't have picked to say it that way. Even then when they got to Croatia and he was like, Shanae's gone. Finally a group date without Shanae. I was like, wow, he even hated her and was like forced to keep her. Yeah. Or he realized like, I'm so... If, if, if we've learned anything this far through mm-hmm. the season, Clayton hates drama. And doesn't Thanks. handle it well. Seriously. <laughs> um, the, which, by the way, the, line, yeah. the, the preview for the rest of the show is very drama-filled. I know. I mean, it's the same one we keep seeing, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to get easier for him. No. Um, line of the week, Marlena said, cheers to finally cut, cheers to finally curing the herpes outbreak. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was good. There was a, there was like a few, like, lines this week that made me chuckle. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a good group of women in general. I don't know. I I couldn't believe that we got so much Hunter time this this episode. Well, she's gone. Until she finally goes. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> I was just like, this is more Hunter than I ever expected. And uh, now... I, I'm moving on to the group date. Sorry, but... Okay. I was moving just, on. Let's you, do it. When you, off, to, off to Croatia. Have when you, you been there? No. Would love to. I really want to go. Me too. Looked but when he was like one of the most romantic places in Europe, I was like, oh, Paris. And then he was like, <laughs> Croatia. I was like, that's not okay. Um, I mean, I was waiting for him to make a Game of Thrones reference. Like, there's no way Clayton didn't watch Game of Thrones, right? I mean, I wouldn't think so. And obviously, that's where um, King's Landing was. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked they didn't bring that up. I didn't know that's where King's Landing is. But I would want to go there just for that fact. Yeah, me too. Also, it just seems like I love swimming, as you know, in this in the ocean and like in like a sea is even better. The animals are fewer. So I just like would love to go on a boat and like a just that was the only thing about this. They went to Croatia in like October and it wasn't that warm. I would want to go no. peak, peak summer. The other thing about Croatia, they clearly have really lax production rules for COVID times because so many reality shows have gone there. Um, Below Deck Med, Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I think they went there on Housewives. Like, There's just been a lot of production in Croatia. So it's probably part of it. I guess also 
probably good uh, kickback or like no taxes and like low fees for doing it. So, well, I would like to go whether I'm recording something or not. I'd like to go. Croatia, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he takes them to Croatia, as you said, where he considers really romantic, though it's not. Um, (laughs) I nice, but like. I'm not fucking eating that shit on a date. I'm not doing it. No, like me neither. I would if I was competing for something, <clears throat> but the winner didn't get anything. But like two minutes alone to make out. We haven't seen a lot of stuff happening in general. Also, that, that whole thing was really weird. It's like all the, the eating was disgusting. And then, and then all you guys that make out afterwards is someone who's just eating something disgusting. It's like, did Ugh. you bring mouthwash? I was just like, usually... Or in past seasons, like a few, a while ago, if you won something, you legitimately got like a date afterwards, just you and him. Yeah, no. That if I ate a fucking fish eyeball, I'm gonna need a date disgusting. at the very least. I was wondering if that was real. Also, I don't know. The whole that was just absolutely disgusting. Uh <laughs> I wasn't into that. I did like or I I I wouldn't want to do it in real life, but I enjoyed watching everybody else do it get down on one knee and say something. I was into it. Sure. If I'm serene and I win the date and then I don't get the group rose, I'm fucking pissed. I'm just like, what was the point of me eating that eyeball if all I got was like a boring makeout and I don't even get a rose? Like that sucks. Also at this point, Rachel has gotten three roses before. Yeah. 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 She's gotten two consecutive group date roses. That's like, that like shouldn't be allowed. I'm really surprised she used the, didn't get another well, she, one-on-one. She got a one-on-one rose and then the two group dates after she's gotten the yeah. rose. Yes. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that Sarah was the one who got the second one-on-one. I for, for sure would have thought it was Rachel, but like maybe he just finds other ways to be with her. I don't but know. Also, Rachel's was too close. Like Sarah's was week two. I like Rachel. Oh, I can't too. handle the whispering. But she's just fucking whispering again. I just like stop doing that. She also like sits like her face and his Very face are to so close together. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's whispering because like you can't talk that close. <laughs> I know. That you would be weird. You would like definitely be spitting on um, him. <laughs> also, like even his conversation with her, I was like, uh, he's this is done. Yeah, he was like wanted to make sure that he he's like knew. I just want yeah just just want to clear up that like make you need to make me feel okay about me proposing to you because that's what's gonna happen. He basically said, "I'm taking you to hometown." Yeah. He's like, "Do you do you feel ready to meet for me to meet your parents?" I love how and he so, was just like throwing an if in there, and I was like, "Come on, if I know." Like, <laughs> he was like, "If I happen to take you to home dates in a couple weeks, because you know it's coming up." I just want to make sure that your family is welcoming. Yeah. And he's like, if he clearly was hedging in case he didn't have another opportunity to talk to her, like he needed to get it out of the way because he's already decided like, okay, so there's three open slots. We know Rachel's getting one of them. And then Rachel's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be back next week. Like I have no idea. <laughs> That's like, a really good impression. One, talk louder. And two, shut the fuck up. You know, you're going next. At least, at, le- at the very least, you're going to be here next week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was just like ridiculous. I, I was shocked when she got the rose. I really, I really could not believe it. Um, but I like her so. Me too. And I like her a lot. And she seems like a good match for him, honestly. Yeah, they seem like a good match. Yeah, so I, ho- I hope it works out. And, but she is definitely the one who's sobbing on the stairs. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know what happens with that. So it seems like, it seems like from the final three, I wonder if 
that whoever like he's like and I was in love with her or whatever. I, I wonder if that person self eliminates because that that would explain some of the chaos. I don't know, but I I can't decide if Gabby is the one that causes the mayhem or Teddy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So Teddy gets a one-on-one in which they literally do nothing. They walk around Havar and they eat ice cream. There's been so much ice cream this season. I wonder if they planned something different and the rain changed it. Mm, maybe. Because usually they have something planned. They literally just walk down the street. I feel like we got even less Teddy time because of that. Like they didn't have anything set up to record. Yeah. Um, I mean, our like, producer Devin put a great note in our rundown, which is that in the bottom of her jeans, jeans were soaked because of the rain. That is one of my least favorite feelings ever. I, it doesn't happen to me anymore. But like as a teenager, when my jeans would like drag along the ground and they'd get wet and my whole legs would be soaking wet. It's like literally there's nothing worse. There's not in that single fashion situation. I'd rather have uncomfortable shoes on. I hate that. So they do nothing on their date. It seems they, get, they literally have ice cream. Like I think this is like the third time that he's had ice cream on a date or something. Also, Teddy was like, I love eating ice cream walking in the rain. And Clayton was like, yeah, me too. This is a great vibe. <laughs> like, no, literally no one's ever said that before. And no one feels that way. Who wants to be on a date under an umbrella walking around like Brickle, Brickle? Brick <laughs> Streets? <laughs> it seemed like it would have been nice if it weren't raining. But yeah, real, real bummer. Um, and then the meat of the date is they have their meal. And she's like, I really need to tell you something. I would love to know what he thought she was going to say, because I am positive he did not expect her to say that she was a virgin. Um, and He seemed genuinely she, shocked. He seemed shocked, yeah. I think because he's so attracted to her, he was shocked. That yeah. was my my take on it. But she included some details, including that her mom was a got pregnant in high school, and so she had like a big fear of getting pregnant at a young age. I thought it was like a really relevant detail, and I was glad she shared it, because it kind of added some, like, just sort of context, context to her story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she said that she's not waiting for marriage, but she's waiting to be in love and she's not been in love before. And I feel like Clayton didn't really, he didn't know how to handle this and I don't fault him. I don't, I don't know how you should handle that conversation, 
but he really latched on to the like have you ever been in love instead of like to do anything but talk about her being a virgin he's like well how will you know if it's love if you've never been in love and it's like clayton have you been in love i mean has he not that i'm aware of he hasn't talked about any exes so i don't know the whole thing was just so painfully awkward i like I guess I admire, I do admire her for how she handled it and like just being so forthcoming had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It had to be like incredibly uncomfortable for her as well as him. But, and I guess she went on the show, she knew this would happen, but I don't, he didn't handle it well, but I don't know how you should handle that or how he could have handled it well. Hey, I don't think he expected it because I do think he's like sexually attracted to her. And (laughs) yes, he said, just so you know, I had no idea. I never would have guessed and the attraction is there. I thought I never would have guessed was like unfortunate way of putting it. Cause like, even if he's really kind to her after it, like makes it seem like there's like a deficiency. A like, yeah. yeah. Like I never would have guessed, which is, you know, it's a tricky situation, but that was unfortunate. Um, I also agree. I'm glad she put context behind it because I feel like if anyone told me they were a virgin post 20 years old, I'm like, Oh, they're super religious. Like that's just like mm-hmm. the first thing that I think. Um, right. And I do think she made a point to say, I am not waiting for marriage. Yeah. Just waiting to yeah. fall in love. It's just, it's just a really, it's an unwinnable situation for everyone involved. Well, no, I was thinking about like falling in love, right? Like, I feel like you say, I love you like really easily at 16. Yeah. Even at 22. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people say it really easily at any age. Yeah. 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 But I mean, even, even people that you think you're in love when you're younger. Yeah. 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 Even something different. Even if you don't say it easily, like you say it easier when you're like younger. So a part of me is like a lot of people may have said, I love you or whatever, but then they realize like, I don't think that was really love. Yeah, of course. So her saying I've never been in love before. What isn't a red flag to me? I I completely agree. Also, I think ultimately we are like we were just saying, like you're right, you're, what you think love is morphs as you get older. Also, as your needs change. I think one of the most annoying things about the show, though, is like the way they make it seem. I mean, and one of the most unrealistic parts is just the way that like love and sex have to go together, and they very much do not. And so, you know what I don't like is how there's like these steps you take. Yeah. I don't remember a time where I was in the process of falling. It was like, <laughs> no. I wasn't, and then I was. There was no like, I think I'm, I think I'm mid fall. Like, yeah, they, they make up these benchmarks. I'm yeah. Like, I, I know I can fall in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. I fell in love with you. Like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. You, you either are, or you aren't. Like, I just, I feel like they, they make it seem like, or maybe all right, you don't know. Walking There's up no, the like... stairs, getting to the stairs, and someone pushes you off. And like, you're just like waiting to hit the ground and you're in love. It's just it has never, maybe it does happen, but it has never happened for me. But I think it's like a, you know how the, right now the phrase is like, I see you. Mm. I feel like it has always been a benchmark to say I'm falling in love with you. And if you don't, you're off the show. Right. And like, if you don't do it before hometowns, like a parent is like, well, do you even know if they're Love you or yeah. falling in love with At you. At hometowns, so. you have had to say it or have to say it that night. Right. It's just it just doesn't really make any sense at no. all. <laughs> and and to him like focusing on that, I think he just didn't know what to do. I feel for him. I don't what was he supposed to say? Like, and he's on camera and they're like just two of them at his dinner. I'm sure she was nervous. It mm-hmm. just seemed bad. It just seemed really I don't I've, think he handled it well, but I don't know what he could have done. 
I was laughing when he was like, I hope I'm the first person that she falls in love with and maybe some other firsts. <laughs> Do you think he hopes that now, though? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think the average guy hopes to take virginity? No, no absolutely not. Either. Unless unless they're like some cr- like creep who's like, oh, I can't wait for them to turn 18. That kind of gross. Like, um, that's not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to say, or unless they were some like sort of like religious oh. type, not, I don't know what religion, but where they like only want to marry a virgin. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just that's something that but I, outside find. of that, unless you're like, I think when you're younger, like guys think that they don't want you to be with anyone else. And then when you get older, no one fucking cares. Yeah. Also, I think when you're younger, there's like more of an expectation that like it could be that person's first, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't want to throw out ages here, but whenever sure. people lose their virginity, I feel like around that age, people are looking for that because everyone's losing their virginity at that point. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't think guys are seeking that out. No. Also, I think, you know, sex means different things to different people. And like, obviously it's going to have a lot of meaning for Teddy. And if, if it doesn't have a lot, and maybe, actually I shouldn't say obviously, it seems like it probably will have a lot of meaning for her because there's a lot of buildup to it. But, and like, does Clayton want to be a part of that? I don't know. I think it would be valid if he was like, no, like that's too much responsibility or like, I don't, I'm not like comfortable with this. Like, I think that's like, I just think it's, it's it's complicated. Unless Clayton is very confident in what he's putting down in the bedroom. I don't think he's (laughs) super excited about it. I mean, (laughs) I don't get that vibe from him. So, well, I guess we'll find out. I was I, I think he seemed really thrown. I mean, he obviously had to give her the rose. There's no way she could be like, I'm a virgin, and then he sends her home. But but I do think he, he likes her regardless. Yeah, he's yeah. had the sexual attraction is there. Yeah. So. I mean, also their conversations seem like pretty easy. They seem attracted to each other. I feel like they're not, it's not like Rachel, but it's it's like a yeah. good baseline. No. Um yeah. Said Teddy, good luck. I hope I hope if she wants to be having sex, she is. That's all I can say. I know he's at mid-season awards. Um, Teddy is a is a candidate for Bachelorette. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I could definitely see it. Um let's go back to the group date. We gotta talk about Mara. It was it became the Mara show once Shanae left. I wonder if this has always been there and we just didn't get to see it, or if her anxiety was getting the best of her, but it's a lot. Mara has a lot of age anxiety. Talk about not wanting to throw ages out. Mara talks about her age constantly and like who is more girlfriend material and who is more wife material. And uh, Sarah's in her crosshairs, but just in general, this like deep focus on age is just unbecoming for everyone, both the old and the young. I think that this is, this is my opinion. I think that it seems, I don't know how you can go from zero to a thousand. So I think Mara has been dropping this wisdom, if you will, the whole time. But Shanae was there, so we didn't get to see it. So I feel like maybe Sarah had those jokes because Mara has said things to her over and over again about her being too young. Yeah. I mean, Um, I have to assume. It's just like an uncomfortable dynamic. It makes everyone look bad. But 
32, not that old. Also, no, but I can understand her being insecure in that group. Like 32 sure. is old in that group. Yeah, compared to 23-year-old for sure. And I think when you're competing for a guy and a guy is showing attention to all of the younger people, you think, oh, I'm just old. When I think you're just not a match for Clayton. If Rachel was 32, he would still be obsessed with her. Yeah. Well, also, at what point does that just become unattractive to you, Mara? Like, maybe you should just be like, oh, I don't see this working out because he's looking for something that I'm not and I want to be me. Like, I, you know... She could take some of that power back. She just sort of chooses not to. And I don't think just because you're like Clayton is drawn to some of the women that are younger means that they're somehow that he's not ready. They're not ready. I mean, they're on this show. So yeah, (laughs) like people from the people in the South get married at 19. Do they still? I feel like 19 is probably young. 21. One million percent. I'm I'm like very out of touch with how most people live. I, I recognize that. So I, I just won't comment. I would say 21 <laughs> is probably very normal. Right. Like right after college or something. Uh-huh. 21, 22 okay. for a lot of people. Okay. Well, I just like didn't really even find her entertaining. I guess it was good to like fill the time with a crazy person since Shanae was gone. But I mean, the things that she was saying were just ridiculous. Also... I have to say one of my least favorite outfits of the entire season was like her two piece um, sort of like crop top and skirt that like very, like it was like a Royal blue with a lot of beading on it. She was wearing it on, I think on the group date, it was for the evening party. I really, really did not like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't liked some of her fashions. Me neither. Um, In general, too bad. I was thinking though, they probably had to show a lot of Mara because of the Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't have Sarah bawling, crying, right. and not really like build up to what Mara said. I also think the way that Mara was talking about it—if I was Clayton, I'd be like, "You're being rude to me." Absolutely, absolutely. Also, when these women try to like tell him like who's good and who's not good, I would be like, "I have my own judgment. Like, I don't need you to be making these decisions for me." And so I would just be like, "Back off." I do think that Clayton believes everything someone tells him because he can't decipher. So like Mara said that and part of me was like, oh, Clayton's going to be like, you're going home. He's but, very impressionable. But instead, sure. he was like, you're staying and now I'm going to go question Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm like, you have a good connection with Sarah. You really like her. Just like go with that. I wonder if he's willing to do all of this because he's just like, it's Rachel. And he's just like, whatever. Giving Sarah, Why do you think he gave Sarah the second one-on-one? Like because he wanted more time with her because he really likes her. I think like, he really likes her. I guess so. And I guess maybe they were, he was comfortable with her since they were already like, they had a pretty awkward date. The, oh yeah. The um, underwear treasure hunt. The, the previews for next week, there's a lot of Sarah content. Yeah. Well, they have to wrap this up, right? It's like ends on a to be continued. So that makes sense. But I'm sure she stays. She seems like Final Four as well. By the way, on average, how many to be continues happen in a regular a bachelor season? There's too many this time. Like there's so much. I'm not into it. Um, I'm hoping that they're doing this to make it into a regular. Like they're yeah. going to catch us up and get us back on normal schedule. They'll have the rose to. Ceremonies. They have to do that for like the end. Um, hometowns yeah. and fancy suites and whatever. Um, before we get to Sarah, Susie does this one-on-one with Clayton uh, after the fact. He's like, we finally see him saying 
like being really elated with happiness is like, yeah, or whatever, whatever happened there. Uh, I thought that was cute. I was wondering, I think we probably would have seen this should my theory have happened, but I'm wondering if he ended up having sex with Susie that night and he had to tell them. And that's like when he admits to having been intimate with like multiple women. Maybe I don't think that happened. I think he was just so relieved. That it was someone he likes. That it wasn't Shanae, that it wasn't Mara, that it wasn't more drama. Like, I feel like he saw that note and was like, please give me (laughs) just a night of peace. And then he saw her and he was like, oh, thank God, this is going to be chill. Something fun. Yeah. And it did seem nice. I mean, I also would like to be surprised in that way if I were him. I'd be like, oh, this is cool. I don't get how it's allowed. I think that you just can go to the producers and say you want to do it. But then why does it happen every night? Probably because some of the women are like shy or I don't know. I don't know why. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe they also like kind of get them to do it. Like they sort of like bring it out to be like, you know. Yeah, maybe the producers like, Susie, Susie. you haven't had very much one-on-one time. Are you worried? You think you're going to go home? Only X number of one-on-ones left. Susie, get that time in. Yeah. So I don't know. I I was wondering about that. Um, but <laughs> also I forgot I skipped over Clayton talking to Jesse Palmer, our guy. Um, I love seeing Jesse. I feel like he's just like playing a part. And he was like, during my season, I was scared and <laughs> trying to like help help. Him. I thought that was good. I liked it too, but I also was like, this is kind of silly. But I, I was I also I liked was, it. I think I just really like him, maybe, but I was thinking like. When that part happened, I was like, Chris Harrison could never. <laughs> that was my reaction. I, when, he, when he comes in, I'm just like, oh, yes, Jesse's here. So it was great. I um, I like also they're like integrating him more and more as the season goes on. And that, and when I talked to Jesse, he was like, I tried to like just keep up with what's happening on the show. I would join production meetings. So I really wanted to be there for Clayton. And now we see him being there for Clayton. So good job, Jesse. I wonder where Jesse's watching the Super Bowl today. I'm sure he's excited. I think he's 100% putting his best foot forward. Oh, definitely. And he just tells him to trust his heart. It's great, great advice, man. Not heavy handed, but just being a sounding board. Yeah, I also don't think he was... He's not steering him one way or the other either. No, he's definitely not. It's hard to tell like what Jesse could possibly like want. He probably just wants like the best outcome. So he gets asked to do this again. Yeah, I think he wants Clayton to just be happy. Question for you. What do you think is a better career move for Jesse Palmer? Because if he is the permanent host of this show, he can no longer do college football commentary for ESPN because it's like conflicting schedules. So do you think it's better to like be a career football analyst or is it better to become the host of The Bachelor? Probably Bachelor. Probably pays more. I think long-term, like if he does this, if he does college football, sideline reporting or whatever, I don't know if he does studio, but... For 10 more years, he might move up a little bit. You don't know. He could not. I mean, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing also, him a ton. No, he's not on a ton. He does, I think he does a lot of SEC. Um, I think also one of the problems of being like a former athlete turned analyst, there's always a new crop. Like every 10 years, there's yeah. like a new like group of let's people. Let's get this person. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you see it happen on ESPN all the time. If he does this for 10 years, by year 10, he's making a good chunk of money. He's making bank. Yeah. Also, I mean, Chris Harrison did it for like 18 years. So there's longevity and you can get other hosting gigs and 
Also, he's probably more famous to men and now he'll be famous to women as well. Yeah. If he's famous at all to people. I think he is relatively. I think he is definitely more famous now. I mean, you went to the University of Florida and you didn't even know that he did. So I didn't know who he was. I'd never seen him. (laughs) He played for the ball coach. Um, So anyway. I I had never... When I heard the announcement, I was like, who? That being said, that's my fault because he's awesome and I love him. And I'm happy he's here. Side note, do you follow Nate of Nate and Michelle on Instagram? No, but they come up on my popular page often. A lot of Nate and Michelle at Super Bowl week. A lot of parties. Nate and Michelle uh, took a picture with Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. That's crazy. But they Rihanna met- likes reality TV. So I can see that. Yeah. she Apparently, she like gave him advice. He It seemed like it was really cute. They met at Shaq's Funhouse. I saw it on social media. And it just seemed adorable. I don't know. I'm like really happy for Nate and Michelle. They like, seem getting happy. Getting a picture with them. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I did... <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm I'm happy for them because they seem like so great together. But you're no, happy for them. They got to take Rihanna and Rocky. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know if happy is the word. I guess I'm more jealous, but good for them. <laughs> it's also like a historic moment. Like people will always remember Rihanna in that outfit, like while she's pregnant. Yeah, I was going to say it's also pregnant Rihanna. Yeah, and she's wearing and, and the outfit she was wearing was like very specific. People will be like, yes, I remember that was right after she debuted her baby bump and she went to the Super Bowl. Um, last part of this episode, one on one with Sarah. So we didn't see the date at all. Literally, they just go straight to the dinner. Yeah. I'm sure it happened. They just cut it out. Yeah, that was intensely weird, like and exceedingly weird for the show. Not even to like act like it happened quickly. It must have been super boring, and they were running out of time. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's weird. He wait if they did have a day portion that they that he didn't bring this up on the day portion and like waited till dinner. Um, Cause I feel like Sarah was like completely blindsided. Like she had no clue this was coming. Um, and then her crying, I feel like was a mix of like searing hot anger. Like she, yeah, was, she was pissed so... that someone said this. And I feel like it kind of hurt. It hurts your feelings. Like she, I think especially being younger too, I'm sure it hurt her feelings like, oh my God, like someone hates me and is telling him bad things about me. Like, what should I do for someone not to like me? And then also, oh fuck, is this going to be the end? I know. And she also just must have been shocked that that happened. And also he waited all day. Because I think that's also part of it. Like, it seems like he brought it up right away. But they had spent hours together and Mm -hmm. he probably said nothing about it and it was going really well. And then... He like blindsides her with. Like, I feel like that's why it was like, so shocking. Yeah, because they had like just been talking and spent all this time together. I'd love to know what they did. Like, can we just like get the tapes? I'm like, shocked it wasn't footage. in like the the cuts at the end. Well, they definitely try to make it seem like it didn't happen. Because like when yeah. they're doing the toast, I was like, are they going to allude to the day? But they only talk about the dinner. So that was really really bizarre. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She was really crying yeah weeping weeping Um, maybe maybe no one's ever crossed her like this i loved that she said what the absolute absolute fuck because that's like one of my favorite lines to say in real life and it was perfect timing (laughs) and yet again clayton had to excuse himself he walked away he needed needed a moment 
when he came back, the chair was like a heavy iron chair and it was like making so much noise. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> second ep- uh, second time this episode where he had to leave. Um, I, know. <laughs> I didn't think Sarah would be back at the table when he got back, but she, but she was. Um, I wish they had like a, like a Chiron that was like 15 minutes later or like an hour and a half later. I'd love to know how much time they said was spent apart. I do think that for how bad Clayton is, like reading situations, he did well this episode because he believed Sarah and she was telling the truth and she believed Genevieve and she was telling the truth. Yeah, it's true. He so props you to, to Clayton. How much, you have to wonder how much the producers help with that though, like to steer it in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they helped a lot. I think yeah. Sarah's reaction, I feel like I would get the right, to, I would go to the right place with it because she was like, what? So upset. Yeah. 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 Also, he clearly hates to disappoint people. And so he probably was like, felt really bad that he had upset her. I think he felt horrible that she was crying as hard as she was. Yeah. He definitely did not, did not mean for that to happen. Don't think she's, I don't think Clayton has made a lot of women cry. <sighs> yeah. I don't think so either. <laughs> he's just, I wonder how he usually deals with conflict or if he's like ever confronted with it. His utter lack of the ability to handle it makes me, that's why I'm like, did he just come out of a bunker? Cause it's like, does he just not interact with people or is it always really surface? Like doesn't seem like he has ever had like a deep relationship of any kind. Um, I don't maybe think he has like his teammates, but I don't know. Doesn't seem like he's had deep conflict with anyone. No, but even connection. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get the feeling this is the man who's got like a lot of deep ties to go back to once he leaves the show. And once again, he's also hanging out with people from Michelle's season a lot. He's continuing the trend of Bachelor contestants having Still? no previous friends. He was like at some hockey game with a couple of guys, with Brandon and Malik from Michelle's season, like two nights ago. I just think there's like, it's just all these people, <laughs> no friends previously. Oh, I will say I've heard from the contestants that after you go on the show, People like only want to talk to you about being on the show. So it's easier to be amongst the cohort. So they'll like not have to have those conversations. Yeah. I also, oh, you mean like as just like friends? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I also think that afterwards you're trying to like make as much money as possible because you have like this like burst of fame and then it like fades really quickly. Yeah. You got to capitalize on it. You're going to capitalize more with someone else that's on the show. Yeah, it's true. Get more attention and, and people do love it. Yeah. That's what's going to be like us when we finally meet, Kelly. People are going to be like so excited. We'll get so many new listeners, like 50 new listeners. <laughs> I wonder how it, will, how it will be recording in the same place together. It'll be... I promise you it'll be better. It's like... Even though everyone acts like the way COVID like life works is fine and like we're all used to it, it's worse. Like when you actually socialize, you're like, oh, right, this is really fun. Or at least I do. Or like when I do a podcast in person, I'm always freaked out because I'm like, wait, do I need headphones? And then I realize it's just it's just better. So. I, yeah, I really enjoy not being in public, but um, <laughs> I think I've just gotten too used to it. I get really tired when I do things now. Me too. Oh my God, me too. I'm like, oh, I've hung out with people for two hours. I need to take a nap I'm exhausted. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a baby shower and afterwards I was like, I need to go home and rest. I'm just so, and it was like, it was really fun. I had a great time, but it was just a lot. Yeah. Interacting with people takes energy. It's a lot. It's a lot. lot. (laughs) Um, Um, Ultimately we're left with like nine girls. still. it's a, it's a lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a lot. Um, um, but I feel like you kind of know, I, like at this point, we know who's going to be in the final like five. Yeah, it's it's definitely Rachel, obviously. Seems like it's going to be Sarah, Susie, Teddy, probably. Gabby. And, and Gabby. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Gabby... Gabby's stock is really rising. I haven't listened, but I, I I heard that she was really good on um Bachelor Happy Hour and like she does just seem like goofy and fun. Yeah. And you know, she, we support nurses here. So big, big medical field supporters on this pod. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great episode. Hopefully you feel that way, but this podcast as well. So we felt like <laughs> Bachelor. Thanks so much to Devin Manzi for producing this episode and for making an incredibly helpful outline. Um, we will be back next week at this time, as always. And um, can't wait to find out what you all think about our message from the past where we don't know who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I can't wait to find out who wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have a great night. Have a great week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.